Hey, Jason Whitlock in, sitting in for Glenn Beck one last day. Uh, I hope that you enjoyed yesterday's program because we're going to go even deeper today. Uh, We're going to address some of my critics who have tried to misconstrue or distort what we talked about yesterday. We're going to talk more about solutions for America, but we're also going to have some fun and follow some of the stories in the news. Jordan Peterson's new book has caused people at Penguin Publishing or whatever to cry. Very sad, very sad. Yeah, yeah his new book, they, they shed tears. Uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about that. And uh, I'm going to kick Uncle Jimmy out of the studio so I can talk about uh, Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp at Fox Sports is very upset with Cowboys coach Mike McCarthy uh, for impersonating uh, the comedian Gallagher. Shannon Sharp is very offended by Watermelon. Uh, We'll get into that. All right. Jason Whitlock sitting in for Glenn Beck on the Glenn Beck program. Don't go anywhere. For Thanksgiving, I am Jason Whitlock. I'm sitting in one last day for Glenn Beck on the Glenn Beck, Pro- Glenn Beck program. We have a fantastic show planned for you today. I can't wait to get into it. We're going to react to uh, yesterday's show. I'm going to bring some callers in and hear your feedback on yesterday's show and some of the stories we get into today. Don't move. I'll be right back in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck program. There's almost always a rise in break-ins during the holidays. That's why Simply Safe Home Security is having a huge holiday sale. 50% off any Simply Safe system and a free security camera. Recently, US News and World Report called it the best home security of 2020. Whether you're traveling or staying put for the holidays, check out 50% off plus a free security camera deal before it ends this week. It won CNET's Editor Choice Award for Home Security, Best of 2020 by Forbes and Popular Mechanics. This system has an arsenal of sensors and cameras that protect every inch of your home. You can set it up yourself in about 30 minutes, super easy. Then Simply Safe security specialists take over monitoring your home around the clock and ready to send emergency help the moment there's an alarm. Get 50% off Simply Safe plus a free security camera by visiting simplysafebeck.com. Simplysafebeck.com. 50% off simplysafebeck.com. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. I am Jason Whitlock. If you don't remember me from yesterday or if you missed yesterday's show, I am a longtime sports columnist. I made my name in Kansas City and then at the at ESPN and Fox Sports. Uh, I've always written and talked about the intersection of sports and race. 
and culture. Uh, and you're probably wondering, why would Glenn Beck bring a sports guy in? Well, I'm pretty good at talking about America's racial dilemma. And we went really deep yesterday on America's racial dilemma and what I believe the solution is. And we're going to reset that conversation and react to some of uh, the feedback I got. Uh, of course, Stu is here, uh, <clears throat> Glenn Beck's right-hand man. I brought my right-hand man in all the way from Los Angeles, Uncle Jimmy. For those of you that uh, used to watch my TV show or still watch my TV show, speak for yourself. Uncle Jimmy is on loan from Fox Sports uh, to, to me the past two days. And so you'll hear from Stu and Uncle Jimmy. But I want to begin today's program kind of where we left off yesterday. We had a long three-hour conversation about how do we fix this racial disharmony that we have here in America? How do we save America from the people that are trying to turn our country, socialist, communist, Marxist, secular? That is the goal. How do we defeat the people trying to change the founding principles of this country? And I went into depth how I believe what liberals are doing and the left is doing is they're secularizing the country, and the first group of people that must be secularized are African Americans, black people. For a long time, black people were America's moral compass. We were the backbone of America's religious faith. This goes back to <clears throat> Bishop Richard Allen, who established the AME Church in the 1700s. Frederick Douglass, Martin Luther King, even I, I'm going to throw in Malcolm X, even though I, I disagree with the nation of Islam and how nationalistic and how racist the nation of Islam is. But it did have religious principles that Malcolm X embraced and eventually became uh, a more uh, practical or a more conventional, traditional uh, follower of Islam and the Muslim religion. <clears throat> There has been a long tradition of black religious leaders being America's moral compass. Black people are being disconnected from religion. And I talked yesterday about there's a new religion, and the new religion is your skin color. We worship our skin color. We evangelize for our skin color. And that evangelizing for our skin color through Black Lives Matters and all these uh, commercials that are, oh, if you just love us, if you love black culture, if you love me, the country will be saved. What a better place America would be. People aren't evangelizing for God anymore. People aren't evangelizing for Jesus. People aren't celebrating and suggesting and telling people that love of God is how we come together in racial harmony. And I argued yesterday and I argue again today, if you look at the history of America and our arc as it relates to racial progress, we had been on a clear path of progress when we were a country that believed in our Judeo-Christian values, that leaned into those values. Over the last decade, the last 20 years, as we have leaned out of our faith, our racial progress has stopped and we are now at a place where 
it almost feels like we're at the brink of civil war. We are seeing people embrace values that are inconsistent with the values that have made us great. And yesterday I did a long explanation blaming a particular group of people for the direction we're headed. And I I made a point, and again, I'm not real comfortable because I, I don't like really blaming and generalizing about groups, but I, I have to be real. I have to react to the facts. Liberals, and particularly white liberals, are been the leaders of disconnecting America, black people, away from religious faith and pointing them towards these superficial skin color, sexual identity. That's your religion. That's what you believe in. That's what you support. That's what you stand for at all times. You don't stand on your Christian faith and and belief in God and a higher power. You don't stand on your religious faith. And I think it's a mistake. And I think I, I wrote a column about it where I was like the, the, the new black pride religion is taking black people and America straight to hell. And so as is typical in my view, I went to my social media feed to see how people were reacting or did react uh, to the show we did yesterday. And I found the typical, and I'm sorry for saying it, liberal reaction. There was a guy, Jeff, in Las Vegas who, who tweeted at me. With that said, I've never seen such a blatant attempt from an African-American writer personality make such an effort to make conservative white people feel comfortable about having bigoted or racist feelings because he feels like less successful blacks should be doing better. And Jeff's tweet at me, I don't want to make too much of it as just one person, but this is a typical tactic of the left. I came on this show and I was really crystal clear with my message and Jeff in Las Vegas and other liberals will distort exactly what I said and exactly what was crystal clear. They will turn it into something else. And he turned what I did yesterday in a three hour. I've never seen such a blatant attempt from an African-American writer personality to make such an effort to make conf- conservative white people feel comfortable about having bigoted or racist feelings. The knock on conservatives is white people. They don't like talking about race. That's the knock on conservatives. We spent three hours talking about race. So that's one. And then if my message was crystal clear I am not a denier of racism. If you listen to that three hour show, it was an explanation. And if you follow the columns, I've written it out. Kick. It has been an explanation. Yes, that racism is a problem in America. You're just blaming the wrong people. The, the show I did yesterday clearly pointed a finger that there is a racist group of people who I said Clearly, the ideological descendants of slave owners are the white liberals on the left. I said that crystal clear. And so, trust me, Jeff heard it. And Jeff knows I'm actually making the people on the left uncomfortable by pointing out their calculated strategic racism. 
They keep using liberal as a shield. Oh, my God. How can you say I'm liberal? I can't be racist. Oh, yes, you can. And that's why you've put that label on yourself so people won't see your racism. I see it clearly. Other people see it clearly. People of faith see it clearly because this racial political game you have been playing is in total objection to Scripture, the things in the Holy Bible, the things that we Christians believe. It's in total objection. The whole capitalizing of the B, uh, categorizing black people as this special set of human beings that their skin color is their defining characteristic. That's what the left is doing. It's the same thing slave owners did 400 years ago. That's why I call them the ideological descendants of slave owners. That show yesterday had nothing to do with making conservatives feel comfortable in their bigoted or racist feelings. The show yesterday and today is about I'm asking conservatives of faith in particular to lean into that faith and connect and reach out to black people of faith who have conservative values but have fallen for a political scam that has made them disconnect from their conservative religious values and prioritize liberal political values that are inconsistent with their faith. And so Jeff and other liberals will distort everything that I said, because I'm pointing a finger directly at them that their ideology, ideology, their policies, their point of view is harmful for black people, if you understand Af- the African-American journey in this country, you disconnect us from faith. You disconnect this country from faith. You are destroying us and this country. So if there was any confusion about what we did yesterday, I want to make clear today exactly what I'm doing. Because I am not ashamed of it. This progressive liberal movement is disconnecting black people and America from our faith. They are destroying our country, and I'm mad about it. Mm. And I will point it out day after day after day after day after day until the day that I die. Because they are playing that game and trying to destroy America black people, and this entire country. And I wanted to explain to this audience, we need each other. Those of us of faith, regardless of color, we need each other. We need to stand together and embrace our faith and stand on our faith the same way these people stand on their political ideology. We need to be just as bold and just as steadfast. When we come back, After a short break, I'm going to bring uh, Stu and Uncle Jimmy in to see, did they hear yesterday's show the way that I heard it? Or did they hear it the way Jeff heard it? Don't go anywhere. I'm Jason Whitlock. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program.
You know, right now is the perfect time to get your home decked out. If you haven't tried Blinds.com, right now is the time to finish up those home improvement projects before the end of the year. You know, when the lockdown will end. <laughs> They're offering huge Black Friday deals at Blinds.com right now. So save up to 40% site-wide at Blinds.com, including blind shades, interior shutters, even outdoor shades. It's a breeze to order online. Tanya and I, we love working with Blinds.com. We've worked with them several times. Always guaranteed perfect. Perfect fit on your windows, whether you do it yourself or have them handle the install from start to finish. Don't wait. Save on your next home project now. Take advantage of Black Friday savings and shop these unbelievable deals today. You can enjoy your new picture-perfect backdrop just in time for the holiday season. This is the one Black Friday sale you don't want to miss this year. Blinds.com. Save up to 40% sidewide and get the lowest prices of the year on incredible Black Friday doorbusters. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back to the Glenn Beck program. I am Jason Whitlock sitting in for Glenn Beck. All right, I think I've set the table for today. Uh, Stu, am I right? Did I hear yesterday's show the way I thought I heard it? Did I say the things I thought I said? Or is Jeff in Las Vegas, is he correct? Was I was I here to make uh, white conservatives comfortable? Sometimes people make mistakes and think they're on one radio station and actually are on another. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It's, it's interesting, you know, doing the show with you the past couple of days. And, you know, I, I don't know you that well. You know, we've hung out the last couple of days. It's been great. But I know your work over a long period of time. I mean, I'm a yeah. fan of yours, going back to your sports writing and I would say the last way I would describe Jason Whitlock is to say that he wants to make people feel comfortable. Like, you want to make people feel uncomfortable. You want to challenge them. And that is, I think, what this country needs. We need to be more uncomfortable with the way that we think more often. You know, I think if you're, if you're, if you're not good at being uncomfortable, you'll just stay exactly the same forever. You need mm-hmm. to be put in those sharpens uh, iron. Yeah, exactly. You need to be put in. The, you need to be challenged. You need to be put in those in those positions where the things you've thought about and, and maybe took for granted as a, as a viewpoint are challenged. I think that's you know half of what makes the world interesting, frankly, but also is really important because we, you can get stuck in these patterns where you continue to do the same thing over and over again and expect a different result. And I think when people are challenged in those long sort of foundational. Uh, beliefs uh, that's a good thing you know people get so offended when you knock them out of their their little like safe little space yeah and that's not what america was built on man we this whole country was built on challenging the way the world worked and thank god it, it was thank god it was so i you know i don't know what he's talking about frankly uh, I think you, the last thing you're trying to do is coddle people here. <laughs> this is the exact reverse of your of your. Intent. Yeah, they call me a contrarian. I don't know if contrarian it provides comfort, but no, uh, it's, the, it's the exact opposite. <laughs> Uncle Jimmy, did uh, did, what did you hear yesterday, and and what do you think of Jeff says that uh, you know I'm making conservatives white because. I feel I, I, because he feels like less successful black people should be doing better. And, and, you know, what's funny is I actually do feel like black people should be doing better. I'm not ashamed of that. I, I actually believe that. I wonder if he thinks we, that they should be doing worse. Well, I mean, considering that you share bigoted and racist feelings, I mean, I think that most bigots and racists want to 
subside and subdue less less fortunate people. I mean, I, that that's what they do. I don't think that. In other words, man, I don't know what the hell he's talking about, and I don't think he does either. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to tell you. Okay, I mean, you just jumping all across because what I heard yesterday was acceptance for one's actions. I heard that you need to be responsible for what you do, and you can't run around here and blame everybody else for your problems. Now, you hear what you want to hear. That's what I heard. Okay. You know, and I'm only speaking for myself and what I've learned from you, if I may. I mean, I, look, man, I've, I've learned things from you through life. And one of the things that I learned from you. Let, let me stop uh-oh, you for uh-oh, one uh-oh, second. You no, go. no, no, I don't want to stop you because <laughs> I want go. you to continue. I just want to clarify because we have, this is a new audience for us. And they're not familiar with, I call Jimmy Uncle Jimmy. He's not my uncle. He's one of my best friends in life and been my friend. I moved to Kansas City, I think, in 1994, connected with Jimmy around 1997, 98. And Jimmy's a little bit older than me, but our roles are kind of reversed. He calls me big brother. I call him Uncle Jimmy or used to <laughs> used to, back in my old Kansas City radio days Here we, we called him Jimmy the Freak. But anyway, <laughs> Jimmy's Uncle Jimmy's actually a friend of mine. Now continue. That kind of took the little No. That took no. the sizzle from the story. No. <laughs> no. The, the thing about you Jason that that gets me is and I learned this. You all hate the messenger. You're hating the messenger. You're not even listening to the message. Okay. First of all, that's that's the deal with you. Uh, I can only speak for myself and what I learned from you. And th- there was a moment in my life, and when we talk about this, and I always I always talk about this. Keep going, but we're just going to tease this story because we're up against a commercial uh-oh, uh-oh. break. So just set it up for when we get on the other side. I just want to talk about when I became friends with Jason Whitlock, and he became my friend. Hmm. He was my dog. Hmm. And there was another guy that I felt was – Coming to my friend. He was threatening my friend. So I had to step up and defend my friend because my friend was working on the mic. I had to step up and say, hey, step back. Because that's what I did. And if you didn't step back, we was going to have a problem. Mm. <laughs> that's <laughs> Jim and I had a pivotal moment in our friendship 20 years ago. He's going to expound on that when we come back. On the other side of this commercial break, I'm Jason Whitlock. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Radio Program. Imagine this. You make a list of the gifts you plan on buying for the holidays, and someone randomly gives you the money to help you buy them. That's what Honey is doing. That's right. They're helping pay for $1 million worth of gifts this season. That's thousands of prizes every week. 
You know Honey as the shopping tool that automatically searches for promo codes and then adds them to your cart when you're shopping online. But there's also Honey's drop list feature, where you can also add all the holiday gifts you have your eye on at certain stores, and Honey will watch it 24-7 and let you know when the price drops on them. Add Honey to your computer and throw in some holiday gifts on your drop list for a chance to win. Honey will randomly select winners and give them shopping money. So get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash Beck. It's joinhoney.com slash Beck. No purchase necessary. You have to have a PayPal account to redeem the prize. Valid only in the U.S. ends December 21st. To enter and get the rules, go to joinhoney.com slash Beck. Welcome back to the Glenn Beck program. I am Jason Whitlock sitting in for Glenn Beck. Stu and Uncle Jimmy are here with me. And before we went to break, uh, Uncle Jimmy was about to tell a story that connects to some of the feedback I got yesterday from someone trying to recast, distort what we did on the show yesterday. Uh, A Jeff in Las Vegas tweeted at me, I've never seen such a blatant attempt from an African-American writer person. I make such an effort to make conservative white people feel comfortable about having bigoted or racist feelings because he feels like, and this is the key part that I think Jimmy's responded to, the guy is accusing me of saying that I feel like less successful blacks should be doing better. And I actually, I'm going to plead guilty to that. That uh, yeah. At one time, <laughs> you know, I feel like I should be doing better and I'm relatively successful. I feel like all people should be doing better. My, my parents made it a priority for me that I do better than them. My mother was a factory worker. My father didn't graduate high school. My father was a uh, entrepreneur in the inner city. First started out a factory worker, owned a, owned a business, a bar in the inner city. They demanded that I do better. And I think Jim is going to tell a story about a pivotal moment in our friendship 20 years ago where I I, I demanded that Jim do better. (laughs) At that time when it happened, it wasn't presented in that manner. Okay, It sounds like that now and he can take it like that now. But at that time, it wasn't perceived like that. It was a it was a determining factor in our friendship. And in all truthfulness, it was a moment that meant more to me in life than it meant for you. And if I'll go back to it, um, how far back shall I go? We was in Kansas City. It was Jason and I were at a he was doing a remote at. Hooters. I was doing my radio show. <laughs> nice. Jim was a fan yeah. and a caller of my radio show. I was, I was a friend. Yeah. Okay. I, I had I had crossed over from yeah. the fan to a yeah. I, I was a friend. Yep. Okay. Uh, th- 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 there was a situation going on to, with other callers, and there was a particular caller by the name of Casey Casey, and uh, <laughs> which I, means nothing to you all. But continue, Jim. <laughs> I just love dropping yeah, that I, out there. Right, anyway, um, we're here and. Um, I see Casey show up and I had already knew that there was a little, there was words exchanged. And so I'm watching him the whole time and he comes up to, he's trying to get Jason's attention Mm -hmm. and I push him away. Well, he wants to get me. I push him away. One thing leads to another and we have words and we have more words and finally have to let him know in a louder voice, step away. And if you don't step away, we're going to have a problem. And it got a little more carried away. It, mm-hmm. it escalated and there was a problem. <laughs> mm-hmm. And when it was all said and done, 
We actually, he actually was mad at me. What the hell? What is wrong with you? What are you doing? Hey, man, I'm defending you. And I actually left and we didn't speak. When we talked later on that night, he said, Jim, what is wrong with you? Man, what you mean? What's wrong with me? I was defending you. What you mean? He said, what is, what is, what are you, why are you talking like that? Hey, man, this dude disrespected me. He said, what do you mean he disrespected you, Jim? He disrespected me as a man. He said, Jim, did he take money out of your pocket? Did he do something to you that was going to stop food from being on your table, from buying your daughter groceries? No, but he did. He dis he disrespected me and he disrespected you. He said, Jim, you sound just like them people at my daddy's club. That's where he got me at. I am them people from your daddy's club. That's who I am. That's where I'm from. He said, and that's where you're going to always stay is right there in that club. And that bothered me for a minute because I didn't want to stay in that club. Hmm. And I had to understand what it was he was saying. See, I thought Jason was one of us. I thought he was from the streets. I thought he was about that life. Mm. <laughs> you ain't about that life, man. You're talking about something else. You're telling me to leave that foolishness behind. You're telling me, hey, man, if you want to roll with me, you can't do that. And he and I didn't talk for almost two years. Really? He told you that was 98. I joined the sheriff's department in 2001. When he saw me again, I went from being a comedian DJ to wearing a badge and well, a hold, uniform. Hold on, let's keep it real. A comedian at a barbershop is not a comedian. You're cracking jokes among your <laughs> No, I, I got paid a couple of times. Was a, I got no, paid a couple no. of times. He was I, a DJ <laughs> at a nightclub <laughs> called The Firelight. And, and I look, was loved. Yeah, I get it. And trust me <laughs> on this. I lo- my dad's bar, the Masterpiece Lounge, is the greatest place on earth. It, it, we sold it. My dad passed. Loved it. Loved the people. But those people, including my father, had aspirations for me and my brother. We don't want y'all to be factory workers. We don't want y'all to just be hanging out at the Masterpiece Lounge five days a week. We want you to go on and do bigger and better things. That was my mission in life given to me by my parents. And to to Jim was behaving in a fashion publicly that was like embarrassing for a grown man. And one of the things I said to Jim, I was like, hey, man, unless this dude is taking clothes off your kid's back, are taking food off the table that you're feeding your kids. He ain't really done nothing, but he has not disrespected you. He's disrespected himself. You have to have a higher purpose than just arguing with some idiot at a Hooters (laughs) because he done said a few words you disagree with. That's right. And, And I was like, if you can't hop on that train, you can't ride in my. You can't hide. You can't ride on my train, and uh, I'm cool with that. And so, literally, <laughs> that is my. And, and it's like I, I look at this guy Jeff and say, uh, feels like less successful blacks should be doing better. I, I can't deny that, and 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 I say that because. I come from a family, my parents didn't tolerate excuses. And so 
My senior year of high school, I said this yesterday, I think, on the show. In 1984, my senior year of high school, again, my dad had, had lost the bar. He had a bar called Jimmy's J Bar J. IRS and back taxes took it from me. And so I'm living with my dad in 1984 in a one-bedroom, 400-square-foot apartment in the hood. And there just weren't any excuses tolerated. My dad wasn't sitting there saying, you know what, you don't have to do any homework. You don't have to uh, do well in school. You don't have to continue with your football career and get a football scholarship. We're poor. You have an excuse. He, He just wasn't. That was not his mentality. He didn't make any excuses. He didn't tolerate any excuses. And so I am from that mentality of you have to look within and fix your problems and move forward, despite whatever the obstacles are. Poverty, uh, people saying insensitive things to you that maybe maybe come from a place of racial bigotry. You can't fold. You can't. Oh, I can't make it now. Someone said something inappropriate to me. Someone said something disrespectful to me. I control, and this is what I've stressed to everyone, is I control my feelings. There is no outsider. And I say this all, if you call me a name, Stu, or Jim calls me a name, how I respond to that, how I feel about that's on me. Outsiders don't control my emotions. And that's what I you know, try to convey to Jim and what I try to convey, uh, what I was trying to convey on the show yesterday in terms of, I think it's a very Christian point of view. I'm here to serve God and no one else. And until he comes down and has harsh words for me, I really just am not moved by other people's harsh words and criticisms. And they're not going to dictate my behavior and and that and and I'm going to get into this on the other side of, of this commercial break but one of the weapons being used against us that are believers is we've become silent and somewhat ashamed of our beliefs we don't want to wear our Christianity on our sleeves because we know we'll fall short and we know that the left will point out our fall and say, well, you're not a Christian. Look what you did. Look. And I just totally reject that. I am flawed. I am a sinner. But I am a believer, and I'm going to wear that on my sleeve, and I'm going to let God do the judging. And any of these other people that are trying to do the judging who have elected themselves God, we have to have the courage to reject that. I'm going to explain more on the other side of this. I'm Jason Whitlock. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You're listening to Glenn Beck. It's never too early to start gift shopping for the holidays, and today you can save big on a gift they'll use every day. May I recommend you get Raycon. These are the earbuds that I use. Uh, and they are they're fantastic fantastic they've got lots of bass they have really good sound quality they have enough volume to them so if you're looking for something for you get raycon get the wireless earbuds 
may I suggest you buy two pairs. They're half the price of everything else. Give them to your kids. You get a pair, too. Give them to your kids so they won't lose yours. Raycon wireless earbuds. Raycon offers seamless Bluetooth pairing, a comfortable noise-isolating fit, and amazing audio quality. So this holiday season, get them something they can use for calls, music, work, play, at home, or on the go. Or just pick up a pair for yourself. Go to buyraycon.com slash Beck. Get 20% off your Raycon order. Buyraycon.com slash Beck. Buyraycon.com slash Beck. Welcome back to the Glenn Beck program. I'm Jason Whitlock sitting in for Glenn Beck. Happy day before Thanksgiving. Stu, Uncle Jimmy here with me. I I was making a point uh, before we went to break in that last segment about the silent majority. Those of us that are believers, we have to unsilence ourselves. Jason, real real quickly, before I'm sorry, don't 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 smack me for interrupting. (laughs) But I I just want to ask you real quick if I can go back and pick up on that story that you cut me eloquently cut me off of (laughs) because I I was getting to the and I'm very serious. I was getting to disrespectfully cut him off from. But you know what I mean, man. Go ahead. And, And I'm serious about the part of that story was because that was so significant in my life of me personally, not to you, but to me, because that was a point in my life where I had to make a decision. I had to make a decision upon. Am I going to first of all, was he right or was he wrong? And see, that's what we have to do as people. You know, people can tell you something, but you have to know when you've heard right. And see, this is why you need to have a spirit in you that, you know, when God is telling you something and you either listen or you don't listen. And for me, you better listen to what that dude said, because if not, you're going to end up like everybody that he's talking about in his daddy's club and in your club and in all other black people like you. This is why you end up in the graveyard. This is why you end up in jail because you can't control your emotions because you can't control your feelings. And this is what happened. So if you want to go down that road, go ahead. I done told you once. And it was at that moment. And like you heard me say, when we met two years later, I was wearing a uniform for the Wyandotte County Sheriff's Department. I had a gun on my side. I no longer drank. I no longer did all these things. I haven't had a drink since the Kansas City Chiefs beat the San Diego Chargers on Monday Night Football when Tamaric Vanover ran the kickoff back and Martin Schottenheimer kissed him in the end zone. So when I tell you, see, this is my life. I can say this. You know, and when you do this and when you make these changes in your life, then you can stand up and say, hey, this dude helped me and make a change in my life. I don't see why you mess with Whitlock. Because this man helped me out and showed me some things. Not just him, but see, I had to I had to want to do better. And that's the problem that people don't. They don't want to do better. They good with the way things are. I want to do better. You know why? Because somebody told me I could do better. Somebody showed me a better way. And I had enough sense and enough God-given ability to go. That's right. Thank you. For, for sharing with me what your daddy put in you. Because I didn't have a daddy to put that in me. All I had was what the streets put in me. And believe me, that's what was waiting on me. So there you go. I'm done with that story. Thank you for letting me share. That was good. That was much better than uh, what I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> What's new? <laughs> Thank you for acceptance is the first step to our recovery. Good now job, he's Jay taught Dillon. you something. <laughs> yeah. That was good, Jim. Uh, but look, And I, I've only got a short time before we get to break, but I, I wanted to make one final point about why we should be more comfortable wearing our beliefs on our sleeves and and not in a way of in your face or putting people down who don't share our beliefs, but 
one of the tricks that's being played on those of us that are believers, and I'm going to point to politics to make this point, but I was reading a Daily Wire story yesterday. I think it came out a week ago about how the polls listed like 27 House races as toss-ups, and Republicans won all 27 of them. And <laughs> and and then th- there were some other categories that were supposedly leaning Democratic that the Republicans flipped a lot of those. And 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 what I the reason I'm bringing this up is we are being convinced that our way of thinking has passed and the country has gone a different direction. And it's just not true. The things that we talked about today, the things that I'm saying today ring true to the, in my view, the majority of Americans, black, white, brown, Asian, whatever. They may not even be Christ followers, but the wisdom that's Mm -hmm. in Christianity. Yep. They still believe in and it's like the fake polling or the misleading polling that they put out about politics. They're putting out fake polling through social media that this is a secular country. It's not a secular country. What has happened is the believers have become the silent majority. We have to unsilence ourselves. Not in a negative way, not in a condescending way, but wear your beliefs. Don't be ashamed just because God's not done working with you. I am a sinner. Lust is still a problem for me. I have many other problems, but I'm not ashamed of saying that I'm a believer. I'm Jason Whitlock. This is the Glenn Beck Program.